0: As long as the quest doesn't go and kill, you know, seven Elwyn boars, I'm good with it.
1: My friend are listening to the Happy Hearthstone, the longest running Hearthstone podcast in the history of space and time and cards. I am Guy Grumpy, co-host along with my good friend Noodle Swoop. Hello. And this is episode 250, and for that celebration, we wanted to make it a little bit more special by having a bit of a reminiscing episode and bring in some past hosts of the show to see what they're up to now. So our first guest is uh, former host Andrew. You may remember him from the fantastic review episodes with Wicked Good or from his many wonderful songs of the week. Uh, Andrew, welcome. Would you care to reintroduce yourself to the audience?
2: Well, great to be with you. Thanks for the invite. I'm Andrew. Andrew. Just Andrew, uh, or Andrew is living if you're on the Twitter sphere here or there. Yep, hosted the show for a, for a half a second and it was a lot of fun. So I'm grateful to, to come hang out with you guys and celebrate what was and what is and what is yet to be.
1: Perfect. Perfect. Uh, so as always, this is the happy Hearthstone and it just wouldn't feel right if we didn't talk a little bit about what's bringing us joy. So let's start again with Andrew. Uh, what's making you happy these days?
2: Oh, my gosh! I'm glad that the fall is here. You may recall I had to step back from hosting the show because we were about to have twins, and they are still uh, they are still kicking. they are <laughs> they are quite the handful. And uh, we're just thankful, honestly that uh, we've got our our two older kids. I've started school. Our oldest is in second grade, and we've got a kid in uh, in pre k. so, uh, so the fact that they're at school has given my wife a little bit of margin these days, which means that <laughs> her sanity is, is on the rise, which is good. Yeah. Um, and yeah, yeah, I actually am still working for a summer camp these days. So actually I feel the year's, uh, seasons pretty harshly as well, because coming out of the summer, you can imagine is our very heavy, busy season. And so the fall is where we start planning ahead. I'm already thinking about summer 2024, but, uh. But yeah, so it, it's kind of nice, honestly, like we had a great summer season and now we can, we've had a chance to celebrate that and we're really hitting the ground running with a strategy for what's to come. So yeah, it's honestly a lot of, a lot of good reasons to be happy for, for work and home. And of course, hanging out with two happy guys like you too. So it's <laughs> just going to round it out for me real easy.
1: That's awesome. awesome. Yeah. Times of change here in the fall. It's a, a lot of fun for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about you? uh Noodle soup
0: what's uh bringing you that joy so i'm glad to finally be done with all of my training requirements for my job position that i took on now almost a year and a half ago and i think that was something that we've talked about like when i first started so it's kind of full circle <laughs> um <laughs> and definitely one of the reasons that i feel like we we had a little bit of a delay between the last episode and this episode was I was traveling a lot to complete out those final requirements. So I'll definitely acknowledge my part in that. So, (laughs) but with that glad to be done. So that way now we can kind of be reinvigorated, refocused and kind of hit the ground running again, as we uh, start back with more and more episodes of the happy arts.
1: Awesome. Awesome. For myself, uh, yeah, so uh, you know, there's a lot of things that are making me happy. I kind of like that transition. The kids back in school, which you know, uh, affords some luxuries uh, like you know, easier lunch dates with the misses. Uh, I actually really am enjoying the new twist format, despite some of the. Uh, the challenges with limited deck selection. I think people are finally branching out and finding some other things to play, which feels really good. Um, and then, you know, the the attention to wild um, has also been fun. Opening new packs uh, that have even old cards in it. It's, it was very interesting with all the new signatures in wild. Um, now you can build an all signature deck, uh, so I'm looking forward to giving that a shot. Um, so. I guess that's where I'll, where I'll stay is the uh, the all signature legend, or I guess they're not all signature legendaries, but the all signature deck uh, is kind of fun to play, even if it's not uh, not the greatest synergies.
2: Well, and did I see right, Guy, that you rounded out your old god signature collection?
1: I, d- I did, yeah. So oh, I have all of the signature impressive. cards, all of them in the game now. so Do they yeah. feel
2: way better playing, like when you have that huge portrait landing on the battlefield like that? <laughs> uh,
1: you know, honestly, the old gods, I still kind of prefer the gold versions of them. Really? Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, but... Yeah, it, it feels. I mean, it's definitely cool when you play uh, Cthune especially is mm-hmm. uh, is the one that I've probably played the most, um, and that's what I'm using in uh, in Twist uh, C'Thun decks uh, there. Nice. Uh, so, so that one does feel good when it drops down as like a twenty eight twenty eight monster <laughs> monstrosity.
0: <laughs> kind of easier to get there. Do, do you know? Do you get a signature coin as well with having a signature deck?
1: You do not. It's just the golden coin. Yeah,
2: that would be pretty incredible if they if they redid all of the coins as signature.
1: All right, right. Or really, they just need one, but uh, (laughs) they might come around if they see more whales uh, complaining. All right. So, Andrew, tell us uh, what's going on in your life uh, since we last talked. Uh, uh, You had mentioned the twins are now growing up a bit and the rest of the family is going to school. Uh, But more specifically to Hearthstone, uh, are you still playing and what modes are your favorites these days?
2: Yeah. So um, I'm happy to report that I still play Hearthstone pretty much every day. Um, Love this game. Been playing since Naxxramas and I don't see that changing Uh, anytime may not be hitting legend every single month. Like I did for a while there, but I'd say more months than not, I'm hitting diamond five and definitely getting into the diamonds to some degree. Uh, and then, then the question becomes, well, how interesting is battlegrounds? Because if it's Mm -hmm. real interesting, I might be playing a lot more of of that than, uh, than standard, but it is, it is primarily standard and battlegrounds these days that I'm playing. Mm -hmm. Um some of that's also to keep up because I'm still uh, working with HS replay so do archetype oh, maintenance yeah. and customer support with them and love getting to do that but if I'm going to update those archetypes I got to know what's out there so no, um, but sure. the, the good news is it is never a drudge to to hit the start button and find an opponent a worthy opponent if I may uh so yeah I mean Hearthstone's honestly still a really big part of my life and I I still love playing it so
1: Good to hear. I've uh, really enjoyed some of the changes on HS Replay lately, like just getting your overall records was a really cool uh, addition. Uh, And then, you know, obviously finally getting some Twisted decks in there. uh, Mm -hmm. has really, really helped a lot of people hit that legend for the first time even.
2: Yeah, it's been interesting because I've I've definitely dabbled in Twist here and there, but the amount of data that we got was surprisingly low uh, comparatively to kind of what we were anticipating. And the hard reality is we can't uh, put statistics out there if we don't have data to back it up. So <laughs> we, we kind of had to rethink some of the some of the structures for the uh, the requirements for that and stuff. But yeah, it's been it's been cool to see that. I did uh, construct uh, one of those rogue decks that's been killing out there for Twist because I just I had to try it. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's been it's been fun to continue to improve that experience. The obviously Hearthstone's a core part of what uh, what HS Replay started as so we want to continue to serve the community well with all that
0: i don't know i don't think i was all that happy about seeing how bad my stats are for pretty much every single class except for Paladin. <laughs> <laughs> oh man at least you make up for it right i i felt like i i for all the losing that i've done in deck building i was surprisingly close to 50 percent. so i'll, I'll take That's it pretty good for how off meta
2: you go, Noodle, that is uh, that is pretty impressive.
0: Right? <laughs> I mean, considering <laughs> I'm trying to make Legend right now with big Paladin, like Dancing Paladin, yeah, uh, I think it's uh, <laughs> definitely glad that, to see that uh, my stats still haven't dropped too much. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> and
1: going back to Battlegrounds, have you uh, had a chance to check out all of the anomalies, including the new ones from this week, or uh, haven't gotten through all of them yet?
2: Definitely not all of them. I, I am playing more standard right now, although the anomaly the anomalies, like there's this interesting uh, balance, I think, with Battlegrounds where the community like I, I don't know, for for a few years, their Battlegrounds was really hot and then it kind of started to die off because it was kind of the same every time. And it was just which tribes the best. Uh, then with quests, they really came across something amazing where. They, they, every game felt very fresh based off of the choices that you had to make and, and all of that. I feel like anomalies to an even greater degree now there is so much that can happen every game and it it almost it teeters on the point of being too much for me, honestly. So like I I, I don't feel like there's any way I'm gonna get through all of the anomalies, but I do want to jump in <laughs> and just kind of see how things were. I think the other day I hit the one that was uh, all uh, all players are sired Denathrius. so that was kind of interesting to see <laughs> you know that playing out. So um, it, I, I do love that element of you never know what you're gonna get when you jump in for sure.
1: That's one of the other recent changes that uh, has has made it uh, a little bit more difficult is they do pretty massive changes in the the pool of minions that are available too uh, with mm-hmm. removing and adding new ones. So that's been kind of hard to keep up with at times, but I found it compared to other auto battlers uh, a lot easier to pick back up than yeah. uh, this ATFT year.
2: And like if you're it. not trying to get like high MMR or anything, you can just jump in and have a good time. And I guess that's pretty uh, true to true to my roots as a host on this show that I just want to have a good time. So yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm down for that.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, I guess I was going to ask that question of is it too much, right? Like sometimes I feel like it, when they change things, they change a lot of things. And I, I feel like I'm starting mm-hmm. over again. It, you don't ever feel that way, that it's too much. You're, you're like, nah, it keeps it fresh. I I
2: think that if I were trying to be competitive, I well, I I don't know, actually, because once you're competitive, then you want to, you know, know every little thing. So I don't know. I guess that would that would motivate me differently. For me, it's it's fun enough that I can jump in and have a good time, but uh, I'm I'm just not going to get too overwhelmed by which tribe is exactly right when you're Mm -hmm. doing the only tiers one through three anomaly or, you know, something like that. (laughs) Uh, I, I don't need to know that. I just need to start thinking, okay, so I guess I just have that and I'm going to go with a menagerie uh, comp and we're going to see how that goes. You know, um, it, It's been fun so far for me.
1: So let's go back in time a little bit then. Can you uh, tell us how you got involved in the Happy Hearthstone to begin with?
2: Oh, to begin with, we have to go way, way back, my friend. Um, I, I want to say it was... Actually, I don't know the exact episode number, but those who could, who wanted to uh, go through the halls of history way back in the day, uh, the original host, Josh, used to do a segment called Deck Battles, where uh, a guest would come onto the show and do a best of three or best of five. I think it was a best of three uh, round against the reigning champions deck. And I came on and brought a Demon Zoo deck. Uh, way back in the day. I'd never done a podcast, but I listened to the show. I, I thought Josh was awesome, and uh, just wanted to wanted to try it out because I love this game and podcasting seemed fun. So I jumped on and uh, we we had a lot of fun on that episode. Uh, and that deck, that demon zoo, I ended up winning with it. and it ended up like basically breaking the format <laughs> uh, <laughs> because it rained for far too long to the point that it was not getting interesting. So, Josh actually decided to, uh, to move it into the hall of fame and then, and then bring a new person in. So that was a lot of fun to be able to uh, contribute in that way. Um, I mean, I'll save, I'll save Josh's side of the story, but he was, uh, he was recognizing it was probably time to move on. And, uh, he got in touch with me and asked if I would be interested in taking on the mantle. Uh, I was very excited about the potential. Uh, I had started a podcast at that point with my friends Rob and Eve uh, called Balance Chosen, and it was hard to leave them, but it was a, a good fit for the time that I'd be able to uh, continue making a show that was all about the love for the game and you know, positivity and just uh, creating a good community. So. Uh, yeah, that was back in, I want to say 2016. I probably should have looked up my numbers before this, but if you know me personally, you know, and I'm not a numbers guy naturally. So, <laughs> um, but I, I think it was, I, I think it was right around then 2016 uh, that that, or 20, It could have been 2017 anyway. So yeah, uh, took that on and it was, uh, it was a lot of fun to be able to sort of create and uh, cultivate more of what I had come to love that Josh had created as he started out the show.
1: And then do you have any uh, favorite memories or stories that you'd uh, like to share? Maybe favorite guests, uh, uh, things like that from your time as host?
2: Yeah. Well, it's hard to, it's hard to look past the dev interviews, obviously. Like when you Mm -hmm. get to speak with someone actually on the team, that's pretty incredible. And so I'll never forget talking with Liv Breeden and Peter Whalen uh, back in the day, uh, I again probably should have looked up exactly which set we were talking about at the time, but uh, but I just remember. I mean, those two in particular are so passionate. Um, and they, uh, I there are a lot of people who have worked on Hearthstone who just bleed the game, and those two especially did. You could tell from uh, their their excitement for the cards that they were making, from the gameplay that they were creating. So uh, it's hard to Hard to look back and not think that that was especially uh, that was especially a lot of fun. Um, it was fun getting to uh, reconnect uh, with uh, my friend Wicked Good. You mentioned earlier, we did all the review episodes. We had met each other while I was doing the villain's Chosen show and uh, bringing him on as a co-host for those review episodes really forged a friendship for the two of us that has been really sweet Uh, i actually got to go to boston for work this past year and got to meet up with him and uh it's just fun that you know it's been years but we have enough memories together that we just immediately pick up where we left off uh reviewing every item at the dave and busters menu that uh you know we could that's not what we did but But yeah, so I mean, I, I'll, I'll, of course, never forget the time that was spent with him through all of that. Um, but honestly, the big thing that I really loved being able to do throughout that time was having a lot of different voices throughout the community. Um, I, I could I could provide a laundry list of people who had been on the show, but the problem is I'd forget so many more who, uh, mm-hmm. who had contributed. Some went on to make their own shows from there, others, uh, you know, were just part of our community or have contributed in other spaces as well. So, um, yeah, there, there were very few shows. I can't think of any off the top of my head that I walked away. I was like, Oh man, I don't know how we did that. You know? So <laughs> you, usually it was just like, man, I could, I, this person feels like a friend even after, you know, a short episode. And I, I just loved being able to have that experience with someone else on the other side of a mic. I'm sure you guys can relate. Um, but then Absolutely. being able to pass that along to a community to experience uh, is really special too.
1: Uh, so one of the things since uh, since we've taken it over that uh, has maintained a lot of uh, good memories for us is the Songs of the Week or the Cards of the Week. Yeah. Uh, and so <laughs> some of those are still stuck in my head from when you were doing them <laughs> even. Do you have any that you still recall as maybe your favorite of all time? Um, oh,
2: man. You put me on the spot here. I, I love, I love that you're making me think about that. Though uh, it's funny, so I do play uh, the final card of the week song that I had in my mind here and there, mm-hmm. um, because that was truly an ode that I had the time (laughs) of my life, you know, uh, I do remember that one. I, I also, for some reason, I think that more songs stick with me actually that wicked good made when he would, when I would force him to do them for our review episodes. So I, I, I specifically remember the priest songs, especially. So lady (laughs) in white was a play on lady in red, of course. Um, and I'm pretty sure he did one, on man in the mirror for uh what was that mirror card the seven mana one that uh makes a copy of your opponent's board um it was, it was this, a priest legendary spell i can't remember uh, it exactly yeah anyway yeah i i think that he did a man in the mirror and i just hearing hearing wicked good say i'm looking at the priest in the mirror and now i'm thinking <laughs> Yeah, but did you ask him to change his ways? With it? Uh, <laughs> and who knows? Maybe I actually made that one up on the spot. I don't quite remember, but anyway. But yeah, we—I I, for some reason I have more fond memories of just laughing together with the ones that he made, for the most part.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's it's definitely easier to judge your own creations and really appreciate uh, your your co-hosts uh, yes uh, and guests at the time yes, for
0: sure i think so <laughs> that's the one tradition that i love that we keep carrying on it's actually brought us a lot of happiness and definitely something we plan on continuing going into the future so
2: i'm glad to hear that because i i can't tell you how many times i walked into a show saying gosh do i have to do this again you know and i was like <laughs> no this is fun like get over it come up with something and I do remember like sometimes it was the times that I just forced myself to make something. And it was like, ah, that's pretty good, man. So you know, <laughs> it might be intimidating at first, but uh, becoming a bad weird owl version of Hearthstone is not a bad thing. So I, I support you guys. Thankful <laughs> you, you carry that on.
1: Yeah, we're even looking at expanding it a bit, uh, and Noodle had the idea of uh, turning it into also a Happy Hearthstone TikTok, uh, hey. so converting some of those some of those favorites over. So
0: I'll follow. onuses on team. him. I'll follow that for sure. <laughs> hey, I, you know, it, for me, I it's one of those things I absolutely like enjoy, and even when guests come on and bring their own songs, it's it's just. One of those things of like seeing their creativity flow is so cool. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
2: And it's not like a normal thing that you do, you know? So unless we create these fun, weird times to do it, where it kind of, I don't know, sometimes it can almost feel forced. It's like, it's not going to happen any other way. And sometimes those are the moments where you laugh the most with your friends is when you just say, hey, we're going to do this thing. And so I love it.
1: So outside of Hearthstone, uh, just following you on on Twitter, I've seen you had some recent uh, difficulties in finding the Disney Larkana, uh cards oh, and, and things like that. Yeah. Have you found enough to put a couple decks together? And who are you playing with?
2: Sure. Um, well, actually, believe it or not, I had I played my very first live game tonight with my seven year old. Uh, so brand new now. Um, Yeah, I, you know, I didn't think I would ever get into paper card games ever again. And Mm -hmm. especially having had Hearthstone and uh, definitely got into Marvel Snap too. Um, But the one IP that would make me change my mind is Disney for sure. So, um, so yeah, finding out about Lorcano was like, okay, I got to keep my eye on this. And I think this is going to be big and I'm interested in, you know, checking it out. Uh, very unlikely that I'll ever get competitive with it. Um, but I was able to snag a few uh, starter decks, thankfully. And um, that's that's just enough. I'm not even going to look to really modify them much at all, honestly. Um, <laughs> but just enough for me to play with my daughter, like give her the experience of playing a card game like that. And mm-hmm. I was reminded just how, how cool and uh, how helpful it can be to reinforce those really basic math skills for her. We had to mm-hmm. talk through a lot of very basic things tonight and she's good at math, but you know, learning about new con or new concepts, like she hasn't seen strength and willpower or that's their version of attack and health, you know, um,
0: mm-hmm.
2: or, you know, okay. So how many points does daddy need to get to win this round? You know, Oh, that's going to happen here. Let me show you. So, <laughs>
0: um,
2: you know, it, it, it's been fun to check it out and yeah, I'm, I'm looking at some ways to expand a, a little more into it, but kind of the baseline was, this would be fun and my daughter would be excited to build an all Elsa deck, obviously. So, um, so she's all about that. Um, yeah, it's been fun to fun to just try out a new game too. Mechanics are pretty interesting too. I don't know if you guys have checked it out at all, but it's, it's pretty fun.
1: Yeah, I actually hadn't even heard of it until I saw it on your on your stream, and the, oh, wow. uh, did did some very basic looking. I didn't realize that it would be able to play as young as seven. So that's uh, either your child is extremely talented, or uh, <laughs> she's uh, it's it's a perfect introduction.
2: Uh, yeah, she she's got a way to go, but I think I think the fact that she likes the cards, you know, she knows who Mickey mm-hmm. Mouse is or she knows who Hercules is, you know that that's mm-hmm. obviously helpful. So the mechanics mechanics might take some time even though it's it's fairly basic for uh you know a lot of other card games i'm, I'm realizing oh you don't have a history with pokemon or magic like i do to draw from with <laughs> right. this so i have to explain how this works but um
0: but yeah it's been fun I, I think it's also nice to have one of those things that you can share that's something that you've really enjoyed but now you're getting to yeah. see the next generation pick it up from you too so that's that's always something enjoyable. Like. I did with chess with my dad, but you know.
2: Oh, nice. Yeah, I totally agree. And just having those crossovers like that, I think, I think it's pretty neat.
1: And it's a gateway to Hearthstone and we need more Hearthstone players.
2: (laughs) Come on. It's only a matter of time. Once I give her the paper card game experience, then she can cross into digital, but. Exactly.
1: (laughs) So, uh, so my. My young one, now in the eighth grade, so I guess I it's it's even harder to call her young. But uh, she started showing interest in Hearthstone around age 10. Uh, I haven't gotten it set up where she can do it. Um, she ha- would have to be like um, a no-hands gamer and use her eyes to, to move cards around. Uh, but she watches very intently, especially when we're playing Battlegrounds, uh, and seems to be interested in, you know, how that all works so hopefully we'll get her set up with that sometime soon and be able to enjoy some of the same things
2: yeah absolutely and especially at being a shared experience like that i think there's only more to gain from it so uh so yeah whether whether that's her watching or you being able to you know make decisions based off what she thinks to do like that's that's pretty fun and exciting
1: Excellent. Well, is there anything else you'd like to, uh, to share with the community? I know that you were a very big part of it for uh, a long time. Uh, and I'm sure everyone is just eager to know everything about your life, but anything (laughs) in particular you'd like to share?
2: Well, those are all the high points I'd say. Um, I just appreciate, uh, so much that you guys keep this thing going, you know, um, it was uh, it was fun, and I, I think fondly back on the time of being able to you know con- connect with the community really deeply and more frequently than I get to now. But uh, but you know there are still many more memories to be made, and whether that's in Hearthstone within the Happy Hearthstone or outside of that, I would just say uh, I I think one of the biggest pieces of advice I got from a mentor one time is he just he he was a, he was a singer and he actually. Uh, looked me in the eyes, he said, "Andrew, you realize life is not a dress rehearsal, and uh, that that has stuck with me and changed me pretty deeply, um, because I think sometimes we treat it like it is, and there are times that I do, um, but uh, but even in the microcosm of thinking about the podcasting world and content creating, like I'm so thankful that I got the time that I did to to host this show and to be involved with the community and just." Appreciate you guys continuing the positivity, continuing the fun. Uh, it's fun to pop in and listen to episodes and hear what you guys are are, uh, are dealing with, not just in song, but also in the game <laughs> and what crazy Dex Noodle over here is coming out with. Uh, so, yeah, I, I just appreciate you guys and anybody who is listening, has listened. Um, let's keep it up. Let's keep enjoying the game and tally ho.
1: We definitely appreciate your contributions as well. Uh, Right when I was starting to get more serious about Hearthstone, it was a very casual game for me for a very long time. Um, But right before I started getting involved in the local tournament scene is when I found the Happy Hearthstone and started listening to it. And it was the one that kind of made me feel like I was learning along with you. Um, I think when I started listening, you hadn't hit legend yet. And so it was like a real, uh, it, it made me feel good that I could maybe reach legend one day if one day yeah, did. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, I definitely appreciate your time on the happy Hearthstone and, uh, and what you did for the community uh, during that time.
2: Well, that really means a lot. I appreciate both of you.
0: We appreciate you coming on and sharing with us. It's always good to kind of look back and and also kind of from there look forward. So mm-hmm. we appreciate That's you right. being on with us.
2: Thanks, and it's always important. I know I told Guy this when when I was passing the baton that like you you have to be willing to do things differently too because you know I'm I'm glad there are things like card of the week that never change, but uh, but the truth is that different things will. Work for you guys then work for me then work for Josh and, and that's okay and that's a good thing. Uh, there are new people who haven't yet listened to any Hearthstone podcasts who really need what you guys have and then plenty more who have been playing for a long time who need to continue to be reminded of uh, of what this game's impact can have in a positive way for people so um, so yeah honor to uh, to have been a part of it and honor to keep being a listener and a supporter.
1: Thanks, Andrew. Uh, Noodle, do you have any other questions while we have Andrew on?
0: I I think that rounds it out. I I was going to ask about advice, but uh, he heaped on a whole load of it uh, right there towards the (laughs) end. So I think think I'm good there. (laughs) All right. So,
1: Andrew, do you have a card of the week for us?
2: Oh, my gosh. I wish I did. What? I, I didn't even
1: think I'd have to ask.
2: <laughs> I, I did not have these things at the drop of a hat when I was hosting this show. I had to sit down. I had to think intently. Gosh, I mean, I probably could put something, to, I, you know, especially with how much we listen to uh, Frozen and Winnie the Pooh around this house. I'm sure there's something I could throw together. But uh,
0: <laughs> so I think that means well, that we need to have Andrew back on for episode 251. <laughs> That's what I'm hearing
1: is we need, at least need that recording uh, to to add on. Um, you know,
2: whether it's yeah. a recording I make in the near future or I come back on the show, I will be ready for a card of the week the next time I'm with you guys for sure. <laughs> All right.
1: We'll take that as a promise. <laughs> uh thank you so much andrew uh can you also just let our listeners know how they might get in touch with you if they want to reach out and again thank you for your contributions or ask questions about your time on the show
2: yeah absolutely twitter is uh the best place to find or x or whatever it is these days uh andrew is living uh on there and if uh if hs replay is your uh or if if data is your thing then you should be checking out hs replay so uh i'll I'll be over there or can respond if you have issues for that. But uh, I guess the only other thing that I'll shout out is that if you're, if you've ever heard of whatnot, which is another platform, uh, I'm, I'm looking at bringing some Larkana content over there. I will share all of that pretty soon here on Twitter. So that's still probably the best place to go. But if that, uh, if the Larkana stuff intrigues you, then uh, be sure to, be sure to follow me and and I'll have some more stuff to share pretty soon. So appreciate you guys. Fun to hang out with you and uh, let's do it again soon.
1: Sounds good. And we will uh, update the show notes with that information. I'll go through and find the uh, episode numbers for those that you had mentioned. And uh, we'll update you with those too. So that you Sounds can great. re-listen if you want.
2: I'll remember them. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> I don't know. but. <laughs>
1: Our second guest is the first host of the Happy Hearthstone. So welcome, Josh. Uh, could you reintroduce yourself to all of our listeners?
3: Hey, yeah, it's great to be here. Thanks. Uh, yeah, I am Josh Augustine. as the original host of Happy Hearthstone way back in 2013. Um, in 2017, I had to hand off the show to Andrew uh, because I got a job at Blizzard, which is awesome. Uh, I'm still there. So that's been about six and a half years. I'm on the quest design team for world of warcraft i'm actually now the lead quest designer on that team
1: awesome congratulations uh and uh since this is the happy hearthstone i just wouldn't feel right to uh move on without asking you what's making you happy lately
3: uh I am so happy you asked this. <laughs> this is like uh this was one of the things that I hope would carry on. But when whenever you hand off a podcast, right, you don't know because you want to give the new host whatever they want to do, they can do. And I am mm-hmm. so happy this tradition carried through because I love being happy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the thing I am most happy about right now, I think is my garden. Um that's oh, something yeah. I've gotten super into in the past year. We we moved. And for the first time ever, I have like a small bit of garden, and uh, even through the summer, all my plants are still blooming. We're getting tomatoes, we're getting peppers. Uh, I just love going out there and, and tending to that. It's a very uh, like meditative experience for me. I love
1: it. Mostly vegetables, then, or do you have a lot of flowers too?
3: So mostly vegetables. We have a lot of flowers. So I'm gonna I'm gonna keep this short. I promise. There's a concept <laughs> called foodscaping that I'm currently obsessed mm-hmm. with, which is the idea of like eventually everything in your garden or anything in your yard producing food. So instead of bushes, you have berry bushes and stuff. So that's what I'm working on. So I'm slowly replacing things around my yard with things that produce some sort of fruit or vegetable or herb or something.
1: Nice. We've uh, uh, my girlfriend really enjoys gardening as well. So we're mostly flowers at this point, though we have started dabbling a bit into uh, into foods. Uh, And this year we, we always try to add something new this year we tried some mushrooms and uh, are getting some morels and uh, looking at doing some uh, baby portabellas. So glad to hear the other gardeners out there. <laughs>
3: yeah, I'm going to have to try mushrooms. I hadn't even thought about that. Have you enjoyed that?
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a bit different because uh, it, they're very sensitive to get started um, as far as at least the instructions for it. Like they're wear gloves and spray them down with uh, alcohol and before you inject the the spores because they're highly uh, vulnerable to mold and other mushrooms. And obviously, you don't want some of those bad mushrooms uh, in your, your batch of good mushrooms.
3: All right, I've got some research to do, it sounds like, before I dive in.
1: A <laughs> <laughs> little bit. And it's actually, they actually will keep, fruiting i guess is what they call it so uh, you get a couple harvests with each uh, batch uh, and we're still doing it in a bag but hopefully we'll be able to move them outside um, and and get them to work out there
3: oh that's so, awesome
1: cool cool all right so uh, obviously the big question you had mentioned earlier you started the happy hearthstone back in 2013 i see that it's was uh, the first episode was March twenty fourth of two thousand thirteen, and uh, it wasn't even announced publicly until March twenty second two thousand thirteen. So can you tell us a little bit about how you knew it was going to be such a success and uh, what the thought process was on starting a podcast that early?
3: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I'd done like some some other kind of light podcasting and stuff before then, um, but when I saw the Hearthstone announcement, I was super into card games. Uh, at the mm-hmm. time, a lot of physical card games, right? And so when I saw Hearthstone come out, but I was obsessed with World of Warcraft, so Blizzard as well. And mm-hmm. so when I saw Blizzard was making a card game, it's like my two favorite things on the planet colliding. <laughs> and so mm-hmm. I knew, so I didn't know it was gonna be a great game, but I knew that even if it wasn't a great game, I was gonna love it anyways. Cause it was like something that was made specifically for me. <laughs> so I was super on board and I really wanted to get in early. Because um, I knew, hey, obviously World of Warcraft. I kind of joined the boat a little late, um, and I loved the idea of like helping set the tone for what the community would be, right? Because online games have a mix of happy, positive personalities and very negative, cynical personalities. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you can guess by naming my podcast Happy Hearthstone, I really wanted to <laughs> encourage like a optimistic, collaborative, happy community around this game. Um, and yeah, so I released. The first episode two days after it came out, and to my great eternal pain, it, it was actually the second Hearthstone podcast released. Which, if you can believe it, two days later, I was still too late to be the first one. Um, wow. That podcast, <laughs> the podcast only lasted like six months. The other one, and so I could say longest running. That's like, but it, it <laughs> yeah. always every time I said it, I wanted to say the first Hearthstone podcast. I was so close. Um, I actually looked up what the news was i could share in that first one because all i could watch was like random write-ups from pax east and like shaky phone cam videos uh and here's here are my notes that i had on that first episode that the game had three defining aspects charming wow tcg and free to play (laughs) there were 300 cards of different quality levels and that the dev team they had shared at pax east was only 15 people and their goal was to make card gaming accessible to more people um which i think like looking back like yeah they kind of nailed a lot of those goals and like those three aspects charming wow tcg free to play um like those kind of ran through all the years they kind of held the test of time i think
1: yeah so speaking of the wow tcg did you play that uh while you were into card games
3: i did i'm assuming um honestly like the i thought the raids in the wow tcg are still like some of the coolest things in any physical card game like we uh so i worked at pc gamer um initially when i first got into the industry it's like a it's a old school magazine for games right (laughs) but that meant i worked at a place with a lot of people that loved games so i could get people to stay late after work and we'd play the wow tcg raids so one of us would be a nixia or whatever and then the rest and then it's 3v1 essentially like Mm -hmm. i thought that format was just so cool um yeah, but nowadays uh, I have a huge box of WoW TCG cards, and they just sit there. Uh, I don't have anyone to play with, so I mostly just play Hearthstone nowadays.
1: <laughs> All right, that 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 uh, settles it. I'll bring a raid uh, deck, and uh, you'll have to put together a. a
3: oh a, man, a set. that makes me so happy. And we'll
1: we'll take it to uh, BlizzCon, assuming you're going to be there.
3: Yeah, I will be at BlizzCon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And- <laughs> If, if you're bringing a raid deck you couldn't stop me from getting to wherever you are if you're within driving distance so i am so on board
0: <laughs> all <laughs> right awesome. all right
1: that's settled we're we're in we're gonna make noodle really regret uh, not being able oh, to. oh go.
0: my goodness i you know that's the hardest part for me is i i really tried to like figure it out monetarily wise to make it work and I just couldn't. So instead, I'm going to TwitchCon. I actually have a friend that's letting me stay with them because I used to live out in Vegas. So I'll be able to see uh, listeners out there in Vegas at TwitchCon, hopefully. Meanwhile, we'll have to plan for next year to be the happy Hearthstone at BlizzCon uh, in person again.
3: Have you considered renting a Segway and putting a GoPro on it and trying to control it remotely?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I, I think I could just like put a GoPro on guy grumpy and that might be easier. <laughs> I do
3: have a trivia question for both of you. Are you ready for this? Oh, no, sure. So do you know what was the very first card of the week? We had card of week on the very first episode and the picture for it. Cause we didn't have official card art, right? It's a shaky, low quality, like phone camera picture where you can only see like two thirds of the card. <laughs> But it was our very first card of the week.
1: Uh, yeah, was that Lord Draxus?
3: Yes! Wow, that's amazing. How did you know that?
1: <laughs> I uh, recall talking about it with um, with Andrew at one point. So,
3: all right, well done. Ten points to you.
1: <laughs> wow, that's that's some knowledge of the history. Did my homework as the host. Yeah. <laughs> Now, you get me in some of those middle ones, I'm going to be lost. But uh, (laughs) that first one,
3: yeah. And I remember being, (laughs) I I, I ranted about or rambled about that card so much on the first episode because that was really like, that's what sold me on, like, oh, this is like a digital card game. We can do totally different things here. Like the idea of just destroying your hero, giving yourself a new hero, a new hero power and stuff was like such a new, exciting idea that it blew me away.
0: Mm-hmm. So back then, was the card of the week also a song?
3: Oh, yeah. It's been a song from the very beginning. Um, I, awesome. uh, I have done musical theater since the fifth grade. And so you can't stop me from singing too long. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. That also means karaoke then uh, at BlizzCon. We'll have to get out. And, <laughs> that That's uh, great. So, I'm in.
0: So it also sounds like that we need... Josh to return for like episode what 232 to provide his card of the week then or
1: 252 <laughs> yeah Andrew 252. Also, uh, uh, came unprepared with a song of the week so uh, we'll have to get you both on at the same time to to share songs oh
3: though. we can do a duet that would be amazing okay. yeah,
1: that's fantastic yeah <laughs> if you wait if both of you join we could do a full barbershop
3: quartet I'm just throwing that out
1: there oh I'm game I'm, I'm in I'm in <laughs> So uh, our, our last episode, we actually had three songs of the week. Uh, and uh, we all, our guests did one and each of us did one. So we were kind of hoping that we'd have even four this time, but uh, next time.
0: Next time. S- setting that expectation even higher to have multiple cards of the week. I know. In-
3: <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm sorry I was not prepared for that.
1: <laughs> no worries. Uh, So, you know, you started in 2013. It didn't release until March of 2014. How did you keep uh, interest? And uh, did you have a lot of guests in that first year uh, while you were um, building the the brand?
3: Yeah. Yeah. So like the first six months in particular were tough because after that, uh, I got closed beta access. So at least I could talk somewhat (laughs) informed Mm -hmm. about what it was. But those first six months was so much speculation uh, luckily I, I had a lot of friends that were really into card games, right? Um, I was actually pretty new to card games at that point. I'd maybe played for a couple of years, but that was it. But I had friends that had been playing magic for you know, forever. Um, right. so a lot of those early episodes were like, bring on people that know more than me and let them speculate. <laughs> my very first guest actually was my wife for episode number two. And, uh, it was a lot of me asking her like telling her things about the game and asking, does this sound interesting to you? Because ultimately I was trying to trick her into agreeing to play with me when the (laughs) game came out. So, and if it's like on, on the air, then she's going to say yes, right. And then it's official and she can't back down from it. And so (laughs) she did say she'd play with me and she did play a little bit. Um, Uh. But yeah, so it was a lot of just asking questions early on. Um, uh, some of my favorite episodes were the battle episodes, and the first mm-hmm. one of those I looked up when it came out it was actually still during closed beta, um, which uh, is Dan Patrice, who is an awesome guy. Uh, that he ended up being on a few episodes, uh, and I he he had like a pure just aggro beast hunter deck, um, and it steamrolled four decks in a row. And I think back to it, and and the fun the fun time or the fun part about that time period before the game actually went live was like there wasn't really a meta yet because there weren't enough people playing there wasn't enough information people were just kind of doing random decks and seeing what stuck um Mm -hmm. and so it's it's fun just to roll with just a beast aggro which obviously we know became like a huge part of the meta (laughs) for a while (laughs) but at the time it was like a brand new idea of dan just like dan again having huge experience with card games could see kind of the potential there and he brought it in but like I hadn't really seen that deck before. Um, there was, was something fun about that time before, you know, all the cards were out, people had access to everything, and there was a meta. It's just the wild west of card decks.
0: It, that kind of reminds me of uh, the way that I played Magic back when you know, I was playing, it was, you know, we didn't, we could look up things online, but for the most part, it was really just people taking the cards, opening the packs and looking at the cards. And, and then one person at your card shop would have one deck and another person would have a completely different deck. And then there'd be someone else that might come in and they'd have something that was similar, but different. And so you'd always end up learning from like other players that you played against.
3: Yeah. Have you ever read (laughs) about how Richard Garfield imagined people were going to like buy and play magic? No, no. I'd love to hear. Oh, dude, it's so interesting. So he built magic with the idea that everyone would just buy two to three packs, period. And that every game of magic would be different because everyone would just play with whatever they happened to get. He never conceived when he was first building the game that like people would go all in and try and build the best deck. So just like you're saying, that's how he thought it was going to work forever. And then he was surprised when, of course, people being people want to have everything and build the best deck possible.
0: (laughs) Interesting. I don't know, that still doesn't stop people from building decks that are, like, crazy. Because I remember one of the guys I'd play against, he literally would play with, like, almost every card that he had. So, like, his deck would literally take, like... (laughs) <laughs> almost 20 minutes for him to shuffle because it was just so many cards <laughs> that feels like commander for me now that's just intimidation factor if my deck is taller than you are
3: i definitely will win
0: <laughs> yeah but then he'd get upset and throw that whole entire deck onto the ground and it then it'd just be like a hundred and
3: oh no 300
0: <laughs> card pickup it was it was awful
3: <laughs> oh man i have another uh, pop quiz for you guys All are you right. ready do you know when Andrew, uh, the last host, previous host, first came on to the Happy Hearthstone?
1: So he actually shared us shared it with us uh, yesterday oh, uh, when we person. when we chatted with him. So I it was for one first. of those deck battles, and yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, he said he was really nervous, but then his deck performed extremely well and ended up in your Hall of Fame. So. So he might've
3: been underselling it. Did he explain how we had to change the rules of our entire show tournament?
1: (laughs) He said he broke the format. Yeah. But let's hear this, hear it from your side for sure.
3: Yeah. (laughs) I just remember like praying that someone would beat it, right? (laughs) You bring on people and you're like, okay, this person's really good at games. We have to get rid of this deck. We need something else. And like, I'm piloting it. So I'm resisting every urge I have to, tank it right because i want to give mm-hmm. it the fair shot so i'm i'm trying my best every time and just come on i'm inviting on people that i know are better at card games than me and this deck is still winning andrew just built an incredible deck and they just had to just like come down and be like we have to end it like it, it was almost a full year and it's just this oh wow so yeah it, it ended <laughs> up being i think nine and a half months and just like okay i'm sorry Andrew. <laughs> we just have to end this because like If it's just this deck forever, we might as well just rename the show to like the Warlock Demon Zoo Hearthstone Podcast.
1: (laughs) So were you doing that? uh, Andrew said it was once a month. Was that uh, how often you were uh, doing the deck battles? Do you recall?
3: Oh, man, that is a good question. It was every other episode was a deck battle episode. And yeah, yeah, we probably were doing like two episodes a month. So that sounds about right. Yeah, once a
1: month. Awesome. And who would you play in those deck battles?
3: It was just whoever the the host was, Uh, man, I I don't know about you, but like the hardest part for me for the show was just finding a new host every two weeks to come on the show. And so part of the call out was just like, hey, if you have a deck, you want to bring it on, we'll play. And so it was just random people for the most part. I knew like a few people from the from Mm -hmm. before, like I invited my friends, like I said, that new card games, but like, 75% plus of hosts over the years were just random internet strangers that sent me a message, which turned out to be awesome. that was like one of my favorite parts of the show is like, I think it's one of the things that made the show different, right? Mm Because there are so many awesome Hearthstone podcasts that are just people talking and it's the same people every week and you can kind of get to know them, which is great. But I love that this was more like just highlighting different people in the community because there's a lot of really smart funny people that just don't want to dedicate their lives to hosting a podcast, because as Mm -hmm. you both know, it's a very big time commitment. (laughs) So there was a lot of people that could afford one weekend to do it, right, and share their kind of ideas and their thoughts with the world and, you know, do that. Um, So, and it's fun, like, uh, even just like a couple weeks ago, I was talking with a former host that dropped me a line on Twitter and, and sharing about, some things in their life that we'd been talking about way back when that's changing. And so it's just, it's it's such a cool way to meet different people and build, you know, connections.
1: We'll have to pick your brain after on how you were getting, uh, getting some of those guests. Cause you're you're right. It is the the biggest challenge. And uh, even though we call for it uh, in our closer, um, we haven't had a lot of people pick us up and reach out to us. It's more of us reaching out to them. So,
3: Well, when in doubt, you just find someone on the street, kidnap kidnap them for a day, and make them talk about Hearthstone. <laughs> I think that, that'll work.
1: All right, we'll give it a shot.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, legally, I have to say I did not. I, that was a joke. Please don't do no, that.
0: Josh said. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's actually one of the things that I really do enjoy, is the fact that I feel like I have made some pretty lasting connections with some of the folks that have come on like they still reach out to me on discord and and various different things like prophecy reaches out and provides me decks for uh going into the tavern brawl like routinely i love it but i still have connections within other communities that sometimes i'm not even massively a part in like i don't play a lot in wild but yet i'll get wild decks from some of the folks that have come on before so it's really cool yeah i remember one of my
3: one of the hosts that joined us uh ryan was a huge arena expert and that was something i was not an expert in at all Mm -hmm. so we ended up bringing him into like our review panel that was the review episodes were probably my other favorite besides the battle episodes and we eventually had a whole panel of me uh scott lance who is just a card genius so like his insight was super valuable then we brought in ryan for arena expert and then my brother matt who uh is just like a hardcore researcher. He will look up everybody's opinion on everything to help figure things out. So we had kind of a, like a nice, a nice spread across that. But yeah, like anytime I needed arena advice, it was so nice having someone like Ryan to, to ask.
1: So on that note, do you have any favorite hosts that have uh, been on the show with you oh, that man! You
3: so like uh, S- Scott Lance was like basically my partner. Um, so he was, uh, yeah, he was probably my favorite over the long term. Uh, because he is just so smart (laughs) and I will love any host that records a two and a half hour podcast with me, which we did for one of the review episodes and then realize that the recording was broken the whole time and then record it all again with me the next day. And he had a good attitude through the whole thing, even though like just one of those moments where both of our stomachs sank, like there's no way, right? Like that can't possibly have just happened. (laughs) And then, Mm -hmm. Oh, well, I'll see you tomorrow. Right, Scott? All right, let's do it.
0: <laughs> we, we've we had that happen. It was, it was one of those feelings of like, oh my goodness, I can't believe we just did that.
3: Yeah. And like <laughs> laws of probability, if you record enough podcasts, it's going to happen eventually to everyone. But when it happens, it's just the worst feeling <laughs> in the world. For sure. Um, but other than that, I will say uh, this might be cheating. Uh, favorite... I don't know if I can call them co-hosts, but uh, in the 2014 and 2015 BlizzCons, I got to interview Ben Brode and Mike Danae, and then Young Woo and Eric Dodds, which uh, those were incredible, right? Just getting a chance to meet the developers, ask them questions. It was just like a totally surreal experience. It was so fun.
1: Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Man, that's old school BlizzCons there, too.
0: Yep. <laughs> So going on that favorite thing, then did you also have a favorite card of the week? I know we kind of talked about them a little bit earlier, but.
3: Ooh. Uh, so like, honestly, I was blown away. So we talked about how hard it is just to find people to get on the show, get their general mic set up working, but like getting people to sing songs was so easy. I couldn't believe it. Like, sure. You have people <laughs> that are like kind of awkwardly mumbling, right. Or something, but like. The number of full production songs with musical instruments involved absolutely <laughs> blew my mind. Of just like, yeah, they were they were incredible. Um, so man, I can't recall off the top of my head, I'd have to go back and listen to the songs to know for sure what is my favorite. But I will say, um, I looked up what my card of the week was um on my very last episode with Andrew Brown, because I was trying to remember what I chose is like the one time I did card of the week, what I chose and I chose mass dispel. uh, which is still one of my favorite cards. It's one of those cards that like, I know shouldn't be in every deck. Like it has a purpose, <laughs> but it's kind of overcosted and usually not the right play, but I just love it so much. There's something so satisfying about like, oh, you just spent three turns getting the perfect buffed up board. It's all gone. <laughs> like, oh, it just feels so good when I play it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and now we do that for one mana
3: <laughs> yeah <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah yeah i think it was was it three or maybe even four back in the day i can't remember i think it was four. Oh yeah yeah four four mana silence all enemy minions draw a card <laughs> the price so on that
1: game. note uh do you uh you still play hearthstone uh, at this point
3: so I play Battlegrounds. Uh, I
1: am mm-hmm. so <laughs> uh,
3: I love auto battlers in general. Like mm-hmm. it's my go-to for uh, when I'm eating a meal, like because I want to be able to like mm-hmm. not pay super close attention. I want to have gaps where I can focus on eating. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'll play Battlegrounds constantly. I'm not big into constructed now. When uh, uh what's his name? Whizbang, Fizzlebang. What's the guy that would yeah. just give you mm-hmm. a random deck?
1: Yeah, I think it's Whizbang. Right? Yeah,
3: Whizbang. That was like that's my jam because, like, I just don't want to look up the decks nowadays. I, I either so I just play Whizbang if I am going to jump into constructed at all. But honestly, most of the time I am just playing Battlegrounds. I I love, I just love that quick, rapid iteration. See what happens. Try and build a crazy deck and go. I am very much like a Timmy player nowadays.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Back when I was hosting Happy <laughs> Arts, I was very much Johnny, right? Like I loved building decks. I like trying crazy things, seeing. Theory crafting Nowadays, man, I have, I got two young kids. I'm not sleeping a whole lot. Like <laughs> I just <laughs> want to sit down and go and battlegrounds is just like perfect for that.
1: Have you uh, reintroduced the battlegrounds then to your wife uh, just to see if she might be interested in that one. I, I know my girlfriend is much more interested in that side and has kind of taken that as her main mode than to give you so someone else I to play
3: But honestly, yeah. I got way more traction with my son. My son is oh, now even nine better. years old. So like oh. it's this great age where like I'm introducing him to all the games I love. And battlegrounds he is loving, right? Uh he basically wants to build mechs and only mechs forever. And if mechs aren't <laughs> even in the rotation that time, he's like the most devastated person you've ever seen in your entire life. Uh but yeah, we we queue up for battlegrounds and then we have like an agreement, right? Where we try to like not fight each other too much, or if like he's behind, I'll kind of trim my board a little bit maybe not play all my big stuff just yet because you can't totally control when you're gonna fight but we like try and be a team as much Mm -hmm. as we can when we're in there
1: we've actually run a, a couple of tournaments um that were um duos or team based so you would try to coordinate that it's a it's definitely makes it a little bit different uh experience when you have people that you're trying to coordinate with and not beat too badly so
3: yeah, uh, how, what are you what what sort of rules do you do? I don't want you to like ramble forever, right? Cuz sorry, I'm sure your right. listeners already know, but I'd love to know like how you make that work.
1: Uh so really it's just you get your team gets points for where you are in the standings in each lobby. So, uh you okay. know, obviously the higher higher ones get higher points and then it just kind of works itself out. Usually you you'll have a couple of people at the the very top and if you take first and second, then you're almost guaranteed to then you are yeah, guaranteed yeah. to go on. Um, you know, it gets a little bit challenging, but usually it's, you, you run three lobbies in a, in a group and then it's the combined scores for yeah,
3: that. That's awesome. That's super yeah. cool. Yeah.
0: And actually I remember that because I know a uh, guy, you and, and Jilly were playing together and me and Chuck were playing together and me and Chuck went really far, but there was like right towards the end, there was one time where like I got first place, but I got it by like putting Chuck into third place. Like, handedly (laughs) (laughs) it's it's interesting because you are trying to coordinate but also there's points in which you just end up like at a certain power level and you're just like yeah i know you're my teammate but i'm not gonna like destroy my board just to make you live
3: (laughs) yeah (laughs) i'm sorry i have to do this but it's for i'm doing this for us (laughs) it's for us (laughs) (laughs) so i so if you're playing battleground, I would love to know like what what's some uh what what kind of groups do you normally go for? What kind of decks? If you could do anything? Cuz like me, I'm Quillbore. If Quillbore is in play, no. I'm going Quillbore every time. I just love to do those blood shards whole board build up. Oh, it's so good.
1: Yeah, I have to agree. But, uh, the Quillbore's right now in this meta just seem to be the strongest, so um, I feel obligated to go there. There, I still have a, an affinity myself for mechs and Murlocs, so mm-hmm. I'll, I'll like if if the opportunity arises, I'll still push that. But um, the ones I typically avoid are the the demons, just because I end up hurting myself too much.
3: <laughs> I so fun fun tangent. I, I love demons as well. It drives my son crazy. Whenever we're playing and I take demons, he's like, but demons hurt you. Stop doing that. And then anytime, I, I, if I don't get first place when I t- play demons, he's always like, well, if you hadn't hurt yourself, you probably would have won. But <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Because actually, I, I definitely think I'm Murlocs first, but like, if demons are in and Murlocs aren't, I know that's where I'm going. And mm. then meanwhile, like the other side of it too, with certain anomalies you end up like sometimes in the middle of the game going wait a second it's best if i don't do any build but instead build towards this weird like build that works with like the anomaly and the quest that you're on and oh yeah you know depending on what your the setup is and then you're like i've never had this build before but i have made it work (laughs) yeah man quest what an awesome addition just giving that pivot of
3: like oh Battlecry minions are much more important to me for the next few turns like oh i love those little twists.
1: Yeah so of those like the buddies the quests the anomalies uh which which is your favorite addition to battlegrounds?
3: Ooh that's tough. I would probably say quests, um, yeah. and it's probably because I'm a quest designer by trade, so <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh, I, I can't resist the fun flavor and synergy of because you know you know Hearthstone and it being based on Warcraft having the quests in there. I, I just think that's super fun and getting to pick and choose. Yeah, it's just yeah, I love it. I the one uh, the Castle Nathria one where a lot of the quests were like murder mystery themed too. I I just thought
1: that was so mm-hmm. cool. I have to admit, I'm I'm on board with that. The quests really bring me back to the uh, WoW TCG days. Uh, so yep. it just, it has that feel for me. And uh, so uh, definitely my favorite part too.
0: As long as the quest doesn't go and kill, you know, seven Elwyn boars, I'm good with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, some of those quests, man, they tempt you because it's like, oh, that payoff's going
3: to be so good, but that's going to be so painful to get there. Um, <laughs> right. I, I don't know about you guys but like nowadays like I feel like I've I've played so much Hearthstone and like I've won enough times that I don't I don't really care about winning anymore like I kind of mentioned I'm mm-hmm. a Timmy player now so like I go for those l- low roll big payoff like options every time where if I'm going to lose nine games that's fine but if the 10th game I have a 100 100 behemoth that instantly will crush everybody those nine losses were worth it I, I take those rolls every time <laughs> now
1: I've hit this point where now that the the add-ons, the Firestone and uh, HS Replay um, have ability to track into stats, uh, that now I feel I feel guilty if I don't go for the best. So uh, <laughs> you can see how well you've done in Battlegrounds now. And I'm like, oh, uh, I guess I should be avoiding this hero more.
3: <laughs> no, just think of it as like you're embracing, like if you win with that hero, it's an even bigger flex.
1: Oh, but- there you go. always good to turn it around to a happy uh outcome
3: (laughs) that's what i do
0: meanwhile for myself in battlegrounds like i totally like it's not my main mode i'm there to have fun it's not where i'm trying to compete so i'm i'm all for let's try the weird comp (laughs) let's try the funny thing and then when it works out i'm like yes i am so incredibly lucky not smart because i'm just lucky (laughs) 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 and that's the one you can screenshot and
3: share and ignore the other nine games that came before it
0: yeah exactly
1: (laughs) (laughs) all right josh so any uh any last thoughts uh, or anything else you want to share about uh, just how you've been or or anything before we wrap this up
3: Uh, not really man i I just want to thank you two. um Handing off the show to Andrew was kind of like a scary feeling, like, because I'd worked so hard on it and you, and I didn't know what was going to happen. And then obviously Andrew took it and built it and made it even better than before. And then he handed it off to you two. And then you guys have made it even better on top of that. Like, it's just been uh, it's been really great to see something like this live on in, in some way. So I really appreciate all the effort and time. And I, I I totally appreciate how much effort and time it takes to keep this thing running. So I, I just, uh, yeah, thank you both for, for doing that.
1: And thank you for starting it up so that we had that opportunity. I definitely appreciate the history here. Uh, and how can our listeners get in touch with you if they'd like to just reach out and send their thanks or ask you some questions about the early days?
3: Yeah, absolutely. I, I would genuinely love to talk with anyone about this. If they have any questions, um, yeah, you, you can find me on Twitter, uh, J Augustine, uh, it's J A U G U S T I N E on their, uh, game diplomat.com is still my website. It has all the old episodes hosted on it with, uh, live streams of the deck battles you can go back and see (laughs) the deck lists and and laugh at at some of them right because we were just like i said as the wild west we were building crazy decks it's fun to go back and see like oh yeah i I guess you could put (laughs) these cards together in a deck and it would technically work and just see what people were trying back then is fun
1: awesome we will uh, make sure that those get updated in the show notes as well noodle any final thoughts from you
0: i would say is there any because I feel like I'm the newest edition. Is there any final advice that you would give to me as being the previous host that you would say, this is something I should look forward to going forward?
3: No, like I, I, the only advice I would give is like, don't be afraid to, to mix it up. Right. Like I, I think the, the, pre, the hosts after me have found new ways to, to change and, and grow the podcast. Right. And, if you find or feel a different direction, uh, chase it. I fully endorse any changes you all want to make to try and change the podcast and find a way to make it better, right? Just because we've done something forever doesn't mean it's the best way to do it, except for singing. I always want singing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, we're uh, well, that, we're making some changes in that regard. Go ahead, Say.
0: Oh, no, you're fine. I was going to say, then that's a good thing that I have a card of the week going forward but also that we are making those changes so guy kind of hit on that too we're actually gonna create like a happy hearthstone tiktok where essentially we take the cards of the week and turn them into little short tiktoks that will also drive people to kind of engage with the podcast too that
3: sounds amazing i cannot wait for that that's awesome
0: but uh it's definitely going to be a work in progress i think what we're also going to do is kind of go back in time and try to grab some of the original ones from when we started up granted we might even be able to pull from back at the beginning then too so that'd be a lot of fun and see if we can do like our own rendition of it obviously um where we then like kind of drive people again hey this was one of the originals and i can like try to redo it the best I can.
3: (laughs) I've got all the old show notes and show files and stuff. Hit me up anytime. I'm happy to
0: share anything that help. Or we can have Josh do it. That'd be cool. All right, Noodle, you're up. (laughs) So uh, I have kind of, it's kind of an ode to a lot of cards, uh, but I'm going to say it's for Disco at the End of Time, um, which is a new card from the caverns of time expansion which is our direct to wild slash twist expansion but with that based off of uh old dominion their country band that i really like and one of their songs kind of has a lot of uh interesting lyrics in it too uh called song for another time so if you want to look up that song then you can be like oh i understand what he was singing about so (laughs) that makes it a a little bit easier (laughs) so uh try my best to to keep with it (laughs) right now we both know we could use a healing wave Cthulhu's about to be played and we'll lose it i might reincarnate a jade golem and i'll be singing alakir's praise but the jade telegram just got played and we can't stop it so before his turn i should have cast jade lightning but our opponent plays Jade Swarmer, Jade Shuriken, a Poison Blade, and an Ivory Knight. Before we lose our last Jade Golem to a Bladed C'Thun, I might as well trade him. We'll keep on living with Azil's healing. Our Tuscar generates a totem that's green. Pretty soon I'll turn into Alakir, and that'll be sublime. Because it's the Disco at the End of Time. It's the Disco at the End of Time. That's it. Well done, well done. Yeah. <laughs>
1: so
3: good.
0: So, uh, if you don't know that song, they use a lot of other song titles to create the song. So, I used a lot of cards as my card titles. So, <laughs> yeah, that was. I, I feel that
1: uh, that's pretty common for for the songs from you, as they really incorporate a lot of elements from Hearthstone, and I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah, man, that's incredible. That's exactly what I was saying. Like, the fact that you could make that and sing it, like, I am just constantly amazed by people like you that could do that. That's so cool.
0: <laughs> and even then, I feel like I i have the whole song, so I could have done the whole song. Oh, wow. It's like, um, I like, I don't know if we want to sit through me butchering that song. The
3: whole that's for the behind-the-scenes extra episode.
0: That's for the TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can just keep going in another game. What do you say? Let's get Rooney the Time Explorer. I'm just kidding. Let's not. <laughs> Definitely for the TikTok, you
1: have to do the whole thing.
0: <laughs> okay, you put the word in.
1: Enough.
0: And maybe even do one of
1: those
3: like <laughs> looping YouTube videos that's like three hours of it just over and over and over
0: again. <laughs> no, no, we don't need that. No one needs that. <laughs>
1: All right, Josh and Noodle, thank you so much for for this. It was a r- lot of fun just getting to meet you and, uh, yeah, learn more about the origins of of this podcast. And we will sync up with
0: you at BlizzCon.
3: Yeah, thank you guys. Congratulations on two hundred fifty—huge achievement!
0: Yeah. Thank you. yeah. And we'll just keep it going from there. So, I mean, that's another great thing to make sure to to point out to listeners. Again, if you're heading to TwitchCon, you can always feel free to, to drop us a line uh, on uh, Twitter or X or whatever they're calling it these days. You can also reach out to to uh, the Happy Hearthstone directly on on our Twitter, but then you can also reach out to us individually too. Also, Guy Crumpy is going to be at BlizzCon too, so that also provides another opportunity in the future as well. And so we'll be excited for those coming up.
1: Yeah, and we'd love to meet you.
0: Thank you for listening. Of course, if you want to help us out and you can support the show by joining us over at patreon.com slash the Happy Hearthstone for just a dollar a month, you can help keep the lights on, just like our great listeners and patrons ridiculous hat. Beef Squatch, and James W. And of course, if you wanted to help us out without having to do any monetary donation, you could just leave us a review at your favorite podcast source. That really does help more people to find the show. And finally, you can reach out to us on Twitter or reach out to us at our email at thehappyhearthstone at gmail.com. Let us know what you think of the show. Let us know which card of the week you'd love to hear on our first TikTok video. I uh, guarantee I'll try to do my best to bring it back and bring it back in a special way. All right. Well, thanks so much for listening again. We'll see you on the next episode of The Happy Hearthstone.